This is episode three of the Empower Me Parents podcast, and today we're talking about the exam mindset. Welcome to the Empower Me Parents podcast, a proudly South African podcast for parents of high school students. Your child's success and all the rest is our mission. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Nicole van Rensburg. Let's do this. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad you're listening today. I am fired up about the concepts I'm going to share with you. They could be game-changing for helping you support your child in this often stressful time of year. Now, I sometimes wonder who is more stressed about exams, us, the teachers, or our teens? Now, there are two sides to this. Most of us would say that it's us that are most stressed because it often looks like our teens are just not phased or worried about getting organized or prepared for these exams. What is happening? It's their lives. They should care, right? So why are they so preoccupied with anything other than studying? Well, the flip side to this is the teens that often appear so stressed and are burning themselves out by studying at all hours and sometimes through the night, and most of the time they look like zombies. Both of these cases stem from similar circumstances and similar reasons for acting in this way, and a lot of the time it has to do with stress. Now, the ones that are avoiding and not taking care of business are stressed. They're just showing it in a different way. And the ones that are ultra-stressed and working themselves to the bone are also in a state of panic. And both of these cases are very similar to fight, flight, or freeze response. And if we can help them to calm these nerves and give them the tools and the skills and support, I really do believe we can make a massive, massive difference in their experience of exams. So if we're looking at changing the experience of exams and changing their mindset around exams, I've got a couple of ideas here for you to think about and see where you can implement these. So the first concept I want to introduce is the concept that exam time is a window into adult life. Now, I'd never heard of this concept before, and it kind of came to me one day as I was working with my teens in school. And we were talking about all the things that you're responsible for when it's exam time. You're responsible for creating your own schedule. You're responsible for managing your time. You're responsible for holding yourself accountable and sticking to the plans that you've made. You're responsible for doing things that you don't necessarily want to do, like studying for subjects that you don't really like. And you're also responsible for pacing yourself, keeping your energy up, keeping your mindset. And these are all things that are done in adult life when you're working. You managing your own time. No one is leaning over your shoulder and making sure that you are doing what you need to do. Because if you don't, there's serious consequences. So this was mind-blowing when I actually thought about it some more because if we think that our children start exams when they're in grade four and all the way up until matric, if we look at exam time as training for adulthood, not only academic achievement, it could be an unbelievable growing and learning curve for them going forward. So In that vein, if we look at concept two and we try to manage our expectations around this, if we are approaching exam time as training for adult life, we definitely need to be a little more 
lenient is not really the word, but a little more patient with them learning these skills and concepts. Because no one is an adult right away. We know this, right? And yet we expect them to just click into exam vibes. We expect them to just know how to do these things. And we expect them to have the discipline and we expect them to have the skills needed to do all of these things. And very often they've not been taught these skills. They've been taught all the concepts at school and they've given a scope to know what to study, but how to manage all of that and to pace yourself and to keep yourself motivated, that has never been taught. Well, at least it was never taught to me at school. And there's an attempt very often by schools to create study skills and all of those things, but none of them ever teach about managing your time managing your mindset, your energy, and all those things. And that has been one of the key focuses in my business when I coach students and when I coach adults and anyone wanting to manage their time better, because these are incredibly valuable and incredibly useful. So I really would like to encourage you to think about what we've just spoken about and start managing your expectations in terms of having them get it perfect right away. Even if they're in grade eight, even if they're in grade 10, there are a lot of things to be learned. And if you can support them in making every exam time just a little bit better than the previous one, you are on your way. And I think that is an unbelievable lesson you can teach your child and model to them that you just need to be a little bit better than the previous time. And you are already increasing and getting better at doing exams. The next concept I want to talk about is our role as the parent. And sometimes we default to how our parents were during exam times, thinking that that is the right way or the wrong way because we do the opposite. But as we know, our children are all unique and different and special, and we have to tailor make our support based on what they need. Every single person has different needs and different ways of responding to the world. And we're going to have to be conscious of how we are approaching supporting our children. And I think the best thing that you could do is to actually ask your child. And this is not being vulnerable. Well, I suppose it is being a little bit vulnerable, but to ask your child, how can mommy support you? Or how can daddy support you? What do you need from me? And they will be absolutely blown away and first won't know what to say. But when you give them a bit of time to think about it, they're going to need you. And if you help them in the right way, it's going to be everything. So if you ask your child, how can I support you? And they say, I need for you to give me space. Then if this is the first time or it's so contrasting to what you usually do, then I really want to encourage you to try and give them space and see how that impacts them. And they will also see because sometimes they don't know what they need. So they think they need space, but in actual fact, they need a different kind of support. But give it to them. You know, if they're grade eight, they've got a long journey until matric to tweak and change their vibes and mindset at home. So Give them the space and then after exam time, evaluate or even during, is this working? Is me giving you space working or shall we try something else? 
So having a conversation with your child about how you can support them and what they need and trying to figure out what they need is going to be unbelievably valuable instead of defaulting to what you think is the right thing. And I'm not judging nobody. We all do what we think is the right thing, but sometimes we don't know. And we do what we've read or what we do what our parents did or we do what our neighbors say we should do. And it's not necessarily right for our specific beautiful child. So that's concept three. Concept four is not really a concept, but I really want to implore you to get your child the support that they need. And I know that most of you do. And I know that it is unbelievably expensive to get all these support methods. But if they need it, and it's not something that we can do as parents, I cannot encourage more. The earlier, the better. And it's no reflection on you as a parent or your parenting skills or your ability or it's no indication that you're a failure if your child needs support. And the kind of support we need around exam time is very often tutors in a specific subject and it could be for a short period of time. Or you could sign them up for an online support. There are so many online support platforms that can help for specific subjects. Or maybe their issue is time management and you don't have the time to help them manage their time. This is also a reality. So getting a life coach like me to help them sort out their time or approaching teachers at school and seeing whether they have the skills or know of someone to help them to manage their times and schedules. This could be game changing for your child. And I know I've said game changing, but we want to change the game. We don't want exams to be this unbelievably stressful, defeating time of year when it could actually be so incredible. So that was concept four, get the support they need, even if temporary. Now, my final thought that I want to go into, and I want to go into this quite deeply, is thinking about how we think about exams and how we've been conditioned to think about exams. Our whole lives, exams have been this incredibly serious time. And yes, it is. It's a time to prove yourself. It's a time to show your skills, but it's turned to the negative. And everyone becomes so unbelievably stressed, even before they know what exams are, they're stressed about exams. Before they've even experienced exams, they're stressed about exams. And it starts in grade four. And then they get conditioned and everyone gets this physical response to exam time, which is not necessarily serving them, which is not necessarily getting the best out of our children. And I know that there are kids that thrive. Of course there are. We get the children that are just in the zone. They love this kind of thing. So I'm not really talking to those children. Obviously, there are things that can improve in their lives as well. But I'm talking to the child that gets overwhelmed, that gets stressed, that gets almost angry when they think about exam time, or they get exhausted thinking about exam time, or they're avoiding all those things. You know your child when it comes to exam time. It's a visceral feeling that you can feel the atmosphere in your home. And the atmosphere starts at school as well. All the other children have been conditioned to be stressed and anxious for exams. And I want to start planting the seed of it could be different. And the thought that I want to give to you is how can we make exam time fun? 
how can we make life more fun? But when we're talking specifically about exams today, how can we make exam time fun? We spoke about it being a window into adult life. So most children are excited about being an adult. They cannot wait to be an adult. So can we not help them maybe to try and find the fun and that adulting, yes, we know adulting is hectic. Of course it is, but there is an element of fun to it because we can control our own lives most of the time. So if we can look at how we can make exam time fun, they're going to be in a much better vibe and mood. And if you're in a fun, excited state, you can absorb a lot more information. You can overcome difficult concepts. You can push yourself through different difficult times because you feel excited about it. You feel excited to achieve. You feel excited to prove what you've done. You feel excited to close the chapter to this particular year that you're in. And it's a radical concept. And every time I mentioned it to any of my students, they (laughs) looked at me with (laughs) utmost confusion. But when we really dug into it, they started to get excited about it because when I mentioned the adult concept in window into adulthood, they thought, what? Okay, that is so fun. I can start training myself to be an adult and not the bad stuff, but the good stuff. So we can look at how do we make our breaks more fun? And there should be breaks. There should be breaks in your study time. It shouldn't just be studying 24-7 because that is not a good methodology because you're not going to get much in your head. You need to give your brain a break. So what could you do in the breaks that is fun and that you need to explore with your child? And my most encouraging methods or ideas that they've come up with have been in the form of play or in the form of activity. So if we're looking at things to do in the breaks that could make it fun, it should be things that are enjoyable to your child and it should be things that get their energy up. Energy up creates excitement. Energy up creates positivity. Energy up opens up the brain to studying more. And of course, it oxygenates your brain, which is what we need to focus better. So if we're looking at examples of energy up, if your child is sporty, they could go outside and kick the ball a bit, or they could go for a run, or they could go for a walk or a swim. You know, in summertime, a swim is a beautiful thing because the coldness is going to cool you down and refresh you and wake you up. And the actual activity in the swimming pool is very soothing. One of my favorites, absolutely, to get you in an incredible state, an incredible state of excitement and fun is to dance. And put on encouraging music, put on uplifting music and and let your child dance it out. And it's not about technique, it's not about skill, it's not about anything like that. It's about letting loose, having some fun, laughing. And if you could do it with them, it's all the better. I really find that that kind of break absolutely refreshes the brain and gets them in a a much better state throughout their study window than if they were to just go and sit in front of the TV and watch some TV or scroll on their phone. Those are body breaks that are going to actually lower their energy and get them closer to wanting to sleep than hyping them up and getting them excited. 
So this is very different and I really would like you to explore what are the options you could do with your child or what they could do themselves that would be fun in between to keep them excited. So my next one with that is praising the small wins. That's fun. Everybody loves to be praised. And this is not fake praise. This is not, you know, praising things that we don't feel are worth praising. But we need to start changing our thought of when we praise our child and teaching them to praise themselves. If we could look at praising every time they finish a study session, that was tough. Or every time they finish an exam, all the small things. Why do we need to wait till the whole exam session is done to say well done? They should be celebrating every time they've overcome their own mind or every time they've come and they've overcome their own resistance to do a study session or to tackle a difficult concept. We should praise ourselves and we should praise them. And when I mean praise ourselves, you should tell your child to praise themselves. Pat yourself on the back. Be proud of what you have done. Every single step in the right direction should be worth celebrating. And I don't mean ridiculous parties and money and all of that. I don't mean that. I just mean well done. Acknowledging that your child is doing what they said. Acknowledging your child that they're overcoming difficult things. So that is the praising element. And another form of praise our children just love recognition and it it's let go after junior primary and something that could be fun. And a lot of them laughed when I told you this, what about a sticker chart? <laughs> Depending on your child, of course. I mean, what, why not a fun sticker chart and you can decide on rewards, you know, after 10 sessions of study, they get, I don't know, a cup of coffee from mom or I don't know, something fun. And after three days of of studying, they can go for a milkshake or, I don't know, explore possibilities and have it visual rewards because the brain loves to be praised. So it doesn't have to be a sticker chart, but sticker charts are pretty fun. And sticker charts make you laugh because it reminds you of when you were a child. It reminds you of when you were in preschool and they were giving you stickers for being a good child and being cute and being you know, all those things. So that's just another idea that you could add to the whole atmosphere of your home and celebrating those small wins and getting them in a state of fun. And I know a lot of my students said to me that their parents would reward them after the exams. Beautiful. Let's do that. You know, let's go out. It doesn't have to be hectic. It it can be as simple as going out for a milkshake or simple as going out for a waffle or an ice cream. And just to celebrate getting through the exams and doing your best and being better than the previous exam session, I really do believe that can change the whole experience of doing exams. My final thought, and this is very important for making exam time fun, is to try to resist nagging. This ties very much into how can I support you that we spoke about earlier. We think that talking to them the whole time about going to study, going to study, going to study is motivating them, but it really isn't. And it's just increasing the stress. So if we could put things in place, like we spoke about last week in the exam sanctuary, about having the 
timetable up so that everybody in the household can see when it's study time, when it's chill time, will actually remove that impulse as a parent to say, shouldn't you be studying? Because there's nothing more frustrating. If we think back, wasn't it so frustrating to be asked, shouldn't you be studying? And we keep repeating what our parents did. And it's not that we're trying to be nasty. We're trying to motivate them. But let's look at the schedule. Let's see, is it break time? If it's break time, what could we do that's fun together? Could we make them something nice to eat? Or could we cook with them? Or could we dance it out with them? And being aware that we're not nagging. Figure out what are the words that your child responds to when you're checking up on them. And that's once again in the conversation with your child. What can I ask you to figure out if you're okay? What can I do to support you? So this is my exam mindset. I know that it's quite different to what most people think about. And there's a lot of episodes coming up when we're looking at failure and when we're looking at the concepts of success and failure and happiness and motivation. There's so much depth to delve into and we will. But these concepts, I felt they are are things that you can work on as a parent to create a different atmosphere. So we started with last week, the sanctuary, creating the physical atmosphere, but now we need to create the vibe. And the vibe is everything. Because we do or we don't do based on our feelings. So I really would like to thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this. And and thank you for the time you're going to take thinking about these somewhat different concepts and seeing where you can implement them in your home to help your child that the exam time becomes a celebratory time, an exciting time, a time of difference, a time of motivation, a time of fun instead of a drag and a downer to every year. So in next week's episode, we're going to talk about success and failure and happiness. And these are super important concepts that I know we think about often as parents. And I really look forward to diving deeply into these concepts and helping us to create new mindsets and new thoughts about them that will help our child to go to the next level. So thank you for listening. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to take things to a new level in your or your child's life, visit empowermecoachingsa.co.za and sign up for one of our personalized coaching programs. Let's do this. See you next time.